Whatever God's Word decides to put forth on a subject, it is always the inerrant, indefatigable truth, always. Looking for a foundation, a sure, eternal foundation on which to build your life? Looking for proof? To those who can handle the truth, the Word of God is the totality of it. Are you building your life upon this sure foundation? Have you allowed God to satisfy the questions of your mind? Have you been born again? This time of the Spirit of God, as Jesus directs in John chapter 3, will today be the day you join the ranks of the redeemed. Today is your day of salvation. Click on the Further with Jesus for childlike instructions and immediate entry into the kingdom of God. Now for today's subject. God said, Genesis 5, verse 5, And all the days that Adam lived were 930 years, and he died. God said, Genesis 5, verse 27, And all the days of Methuselah were 969 years, and he died. God said, Genesis chapter 6, verse 3, And the Lord said, My spirit shall not always strive with man, for that he also is flesh, yet his days shall be a hundred and twenty years. Man said, this is the digital world of enlightenment. Forget about that Stone Age book the flat earth Christians call their Bible. Now the record. How glorious and marvelous is the magnificent God-authored text housed in the Holy Bible. Its beauty and eternal relevance is steadfast and sure, surely the rock of our salvation. Welcome to God Said, Man Said, feature article 782 that will once again certify the full inerrancy of God's holy word. All of these features are archived here in text and streaming audio for the purpose of building up the faith and as powerful ammunition with which to convince the gainsayers. Every Thursday Eve, God willing, they grow by one. Thank you for coming today. May God's face shine upon you and upon all with which you have to do. All the amazing claims in the scriptures, could they be true? God speaking us and the universe into existence in six literal 24-hour days just over 6,000 years ago, and his placing of one man, Adam, and one woman, Eve, who was made of Adam's rib in a place called paradise, could such accounts be true? Could it be true that God destroyed the entire earth and all terrestrial creatures by a global flood, saving only Noah alive and all that was upon the ark? Were the world's creatures all once vegetarian? Did God strike Egypt with horrendous plagues? And did Moses lead the Israelites out of Egypt via the Red Sea? Did Joshua fit the battle of Jericho? And did the walls come tumbling down? Did David slay Goliath? And was there a Jonah in the well? Were there fire-breathing dragons, fiery flying serpents? And did giants once walk the earth? What about the Tower of Babel? Sodom and Gomorrah, and Joseph and his coat of many colors. Was there a virgin-born Savior, Jesus Christ, the only begotten Son of God, who broke Satan's chains off all the souls who call upon his name? Did this Christ die a criminal's death on Calvary's cross, and did his Father raise him from the dead on the third day? Can such accounts be proven? Are these accounts simply incredible fairy tales, or does empirical data soundly support the Bible's account? The single answer to all the questions posed is a resounding yes. The following foundational paragraphs are from the God Said, Man Said feature, Skywater, Immortality, plus 1,000 years and 120 years. If knowledge is power, and if all knowledge is all power, 
then at this point of all knowledge, we meet the all-powerful God. If he is the God of all knowledge, and he is, then all things are possible with him. Welcome to God said, man said, where God is, and he is the rewarder of those who diligently seek him. God said, man said, has explored all of the subjects within this feature before. Today, they are back in the news. We will lay out several biblical positions in a row and then showcase the latest news. Does it seem feasible to you that the earth was first totally covered with water until God separated it from dry land, and that in the days of the Noitic global flood, the water fell down on the earth from the sky? Science now has its own version of this account that once again finds itself knocking on heaven's door. Does it seem feasible to you that the God of all knowledge would be able to create a man and woman who were immortal, created to live forever? Such an idea drew the ridicule of the academics, but today's science is beginning to give it serious consideration. Even the word immortality has entered the lexicon of medical parlance. Does it seem feasible to you that the lifespan of man between the fall of our great-grandparents and Noah was 911 average years? The famed historian Josephus and nearly a dozen other ancient historians say it was so. Life extension theorists now say 1,000 years is in sight. Does it seem feasible to you that the life expectancy of man after the flood would drastically drop and be pegged by God's word at 120 years? Science knows this idea is the Hayflick effect. Science comes calling and finds that the children of faith are already there. The headline in the March 2015 issue of Scientific American reads, Oceans from the Skies. The lead paragraph reads, Standing on the seashore, watching the waves roll in from over the horizon, it is easy to see the ocean as something timeless. Our ancient ancestors certainly did. In numerous creation myths, a watery abyss was present before the emergence of land and even light. Today we realize that Earth's global ocean has not been around forever. It's water, as well as every drop of rain, every gust of human air, and every sip from your cup is a memory from eons ago when the sea literally fell from the sky. End of quote. The headline in the March-April 2015 issue of Psychology Today reads, Tinkering with Mortality. The subhead reads, The quest for eternal life has been with us eternally, but the latest interventions raise questions we've never before encountered. A few paragraphs follow. The prospect of such treatments has energized a more radical group of thinkers, including Aubrey de Grey, controversial chief science officers of SENS, that stands for Strategies, Strategies for Engineered Negligible Senescence, who has suggested that as we engineer aging out of our very cells, some people born today may live a thousand years. Such claims have drawn intense interest from certain Silicon Valley magnates who have made the war on aging a near obsession. In 2013, Google invested in Calico, the California life company, hoping that its application of moonshot thinking to biotechnology could cure aging once and for all. Google and pharmaceutical giant AbbVie have since pledged up to $1.5 billion to Calico. Ray Kurzweil, Google's director of engineering, is counting on artificial intelligent advances that will enable the brain to be downloaded to a computer, bringing about effective immortality, especially if and when that consciousness is uploaded into a fresh biorobotic husk. 
The whole idea of a species is a biological concept, he says. What we are doing is transcending biology. This idea is more fully explored in Virtually Human, The Promise and the Peril of Digital Immortality by Maritine Rothblatt, Ph.D., a technologist and medical ethicist who, as CEO of Biotech from United Therapeutics, is perhaps the nation's most prominent transgender executive. Her heady book explores how virtual humanity will extend human life or at least consciousness indefinitely. She proposes nothing less than liberty from death via techno-immortality and aims to guide readers through the inevitable transition from a society of flesh only to a mind-centric society, end of quote. In the May 2015 issue of Discover magazine, the headline reads, 20 Things You Didn't Know About Immortality. A few sentences follow. Two things are certain in this world. We are born and we die. But must we? Billionaire Dmitry Itzkoff and his group, the 2045 Initiative, want to cheat death by creating artificial bodies to house human intelligence. Itzkoff and friends think they can develop a hologram avatar housing an individual's personality in an artificial brain within three decades. Terrasim's Life Knot Project claims to offer longevity today. All you need to do is create a Life Knot account and upload as much information about yourself as possible. Apparently, the mind file may be used to reconstruct you in the future. Immortality isn't merely a 21st century quest. In the 3rd century, B.C. Chinese Emperor Qin Shi Yong ingested mercury to gain eternal life. It didn't work. End of quote. The headline in the May 8, 2015 issue of the week reads, Tech's Quest for Immortality. The subhead, Silicon Valley's billionaires have a new project, said Ariana Yujing Cha. They want to defy death. Among the guests was Cynthia Kenyon, a molecular biologist and biogerontologist who had garnered attention for doubling the lifespan of a roundworm by disabling a single gene. Aubrey de Grey, a British computer scientist turned theoretician who prophesied that medical advances would stop aging, and Larry Page, co-founder of an internet search darling called Google that had big ideas to improve health through the terabytes of data it was collecting. The chatter at the dinner party meandered from the value of chocolate in one's diet to the merits of uploading people's memories to a computer versus cryo-freezing their bodies, yet the focus kept returning to one subject. Was death an inevitability or a solvable problem? A number of guests were skeptical about achieving immortality. But could science and technology help us live longer to, say, 150 years? Now that, they agreed, was a worthy goal. Within a few months, Thiel had written checks to Kenyon and DeGray to accelerate their work. Since then, he has doled out millions to other researchers with what he calls breakout ideas that defy conventional wisdom. It was Arison who introduced Thiel to the scientists at the dinner salon a decade ago. Since then, Thiel has founded such projects as the high-speed cooling technology for human organs so that they could be preserved indefinitely and a way to grow bones using stem cells to replace broken ones. I've always had this really strong sense that death was a terrible, terrible thing, he said. I think that's somewhat unusual. Most people end up compartmentalizing and they are in some weird mode of denial and acceptance about death, but they both have the result of making you very passive. I, pre- I prefer to fight it, he said, end of quote. 
Immortality was lost because of unbelief and disobedience and is only regained by faith in the blood of Christ and obedience to God's word. But as usual, man attempts to find another way. Jesus said in John 10, 1, Verily, verily, I say unto you, He that entereth not by the door into the sheepfold, but climbeth up some other way, the same as a thief and a robber. The headline in Science News, May 2, 2015, reads, Species Longevity Linked to Siglex. A paragraph follows. Varky, Gaganaw, and colleagues compared the number of siglet genes in 17 species of mammals. Longer-lived species had more of the genes. Mice, which live up to four years, have five of the genes. Humans have 10 and have a mag- maximum lifespan of 120 years. End of quote. Following paragraph is from the God Said Man Said feature 120 years. After the flood and the destruction of the water canopy, man's lifespan dropped to 120 years, and then as the harmful effects of ultraviolet bombardment accumulated, the lifespan dropped to 70 years, similar to what the more medically advanced nations know today. In Dr. Reginald Cherry's book, The Bible Cure, the following paragraph is found. Scientists have been trying to unravel the mysteries of aging for decades. In the early 50s, Leonard Hayflick, a scientist at the University of California, San Francisco, discovered a very interesting thing. All human cells are able to reproduce themselves only a certain number of times. This is estimated to be about 50 cell divisions, which Dr. Hayflick estimated would place the human life at between 115 and 120 years. Researchers still don't know what drives this cellular timetable, but the lifespan of humans seems to be set at approximately 120 years. Researchers can study a culture of human cells as they divide repeatedly until a maximum of 50 to 60 divisions, which equates to 120 years. End of quote. God said Mansell reports the following in historians in 911 years. Fitting into the category of incredible but true is man's average lifespan, 911 years before the flood. Immediately after the great flood, lifespan begins to drop precipitously, first down to 120 years, then finally to the psalmist threescore years and ten, or an average of 70 years. As an aside, Genesis 6.3, which refers to man's lifespan of 120 years, is interpreted by some to mean that Noah was building the ark for 120 years, although there is no suggestion in that verse of such an idea. The famed Jewish historian Josephus, who wrote directly after the years of Christ, weighed in on this subject in the following passage. Now God loved this man for his righteousness, yet he not only condemned those other men for their wickedness, but determined to destroy the whole race of mankind and to make another race that should be pure from wickedness and cutting short their lives and making the years not so many as they formerly lived, but 120 years only. He turned the dry land into sea, and there were all these men destroyed. End of quotes. Thousands of years before man begins to discover deep truths, he inevitably and in most cases unintentionally finds God. Well, here they are again, knock, knock, knocking on heaven's door. The March 2016 issue of Life Extension magazine republished a feature from one of England's largest newspapers, The Telegraph. The title of the article reads, World's first anti-aging drug could see humans live to 120. Excerpts follow. 
The world's first anti-aging drug will be tested on humans next year in trials, which could see diseases like Alzheimer's and Parkinson's consigned to distant memory. Scientists now believe that it is possible to actually stop people growing old as quickly and help them to live in good health well into their 110s and 120s. Although it might seem like science fiction, researchers have already proven that the diabetes drug Metform extends the life of animals, and the Food and Drug Administration in the U.S. has now given the go-ahead for a trial to see if the same effects can be replicated in humans. If successful, it will mean that a person in their 70s would be as biologically healthy as a 50-year-old. It could usher in a new era of general science where doctors would no longer fight individual conditions like cancer, diabetes, and dementia, but instead treat the underlying mechanism, aging. Scottish aging expert Professor Gordon Lithgow of the Buck Institute for Research on Aging in California is one of the study advisors. If you target an aging process and you slow down aging, then you slow down all the diseases and pathology of aging as well, he said. That's revolutionary. That's never happened before. I have been doing research into aging for 25 years, and the idea that we would be talking about a clinical trial in humans for an anti-aging drug would have been thought inconceivable. Scientists think the best candidate for an anti-aging drug is Metform, the world's most widely used diabetes drug, which costs just 10 pence, approximately 14 cents a day. Metformin increases the number of oxygen molecules released into a cell, which appears to boost robustness and longevity. When Belgian researchers tested metformin on the tiny roundworm C. elegans, the worm not only aged slower, but they also stayed healthier longer. They did not slow down or develop wrinkles. Mice treated with metform increased their lifespan by nearly 40%, and their bones were also stronger. Last year, Cardiff University found that when patients with diabetes were given the drug metform, they in fact lived longer than others without the condition, even though they should have died eight years earlier on average. The new clinical trial called Targeting Aging with Metform, or TAME, is scheduled to begin in the U.S. next winter. Scientists from a range of institutions are currently raising funds and recruiting 3,000 70 to 80-year-olds who have or are at risk of cancer, heart disease, and dementia. They are hoping to show that the drug slows the aging process and stops disease. Outlining the new study on the National Geographic documentary Breakthrough, The Age of Aging, Dr. Jay Olshansky of the University of Illinois, Chicago, said, If we can slow aging in humans, even just by a little bit, it would be monumental. People could be older and feel young. Enough uh, advancements in aging science have been made to lead us to believe it's plausible. It's possible. It's been done for other species, and there is every reason to believe it could be done in us. This would be the most important medical intervention in the modern era, an ability to slow aging. A baby girl born today is now expected to live to an average of 82.8 years and a boy to 78.8 years, according to the Office of National Statistics. But if the results seen in animals are reproduced in humans, lifespan could increase by nearly 50%. Stephanie Letterman, executive director of the American Federation for Aging Research in New York, who is also involved in the trial, added, The perception is that we are all looking for a fountain of youth. We want to avoid that. What we're trying to do is increase health span, not look for eternal life. However, if their trial performs as promised, experts say slowing aging would be a public health 
revolution. Dr. Simon Milov of the Buck Institute for Aging added, you're talking about developing a therapy for a biological phenomenon which is universal and gives rise to all of these diseases. And if you've got a therapy for this thing, these diseases just go away. End of quote. Nearly 4,400 years ago, the Bible said 120 years. Truth never changes. And God's word is truth. John 17, 17, sanctify them through thy truth. Thy word is truth. Build your life upon the solid rock. God said, Genesis 5, 5, in all the days that Adam lived were 930 years and he died. God said, Genesis 5, 27, in all the days of Methuselah were 969 years and he died. God said, Genesis 6, verse 3, and the Lord said, my spirit shall not always strive with man. For that he also is flesh, yet his days shall be an hundred and twenty years. Man said, this is the digital world of enlightenment. Forget about that Stone Age book the flat earth Christians call their Bible. Now you have the record.